everyone and welcome to the podcast. It's the 21st night of September 2020. My name is Sarah Walker and I'm recording here at Aquinas College. Today I'm going to be talking about weapons. There was a huge variety of weapons in World War I, ranging from melee to airplanes, and I'm going to cover a lot of them. First up is melee. In the trenches, there was often close quarter combat, which means they needed close range weapons. One of the most seen was the bayonet. Many pictures of soldiers during the war can be seen with bayonets on their guns. Another was the so-called French nail. This was a somewhat crude knife that could be made from bayonets. They weren't pretty, but they worked, at least long enough to, for the soldier to grab a gun or a trench club. Which brings us to the trench club. Trench clubs ranged from wooden sticks to medieval-style maces with metal balls and barbed wire on the hitting end. They were easy to use and effective, having a longer reach than most knives, but not unwieldy, like bayonets often were. They also had shovels, which could be used both for digging trenches and as a weapon. And that brings us to the last one that I'll mention, and my favorite, the kukri. Kukris were used by the Nepalese Gurkha regiments in the British Army, and they are beautiful. But of course, war had advanced far beyond knife fighting by the time the Great War broke out. Guns were obviously a huge deal at that time, so that's what I'll be talking about next. In terms of pistols, the German Luger is the best known. It is a very distinctive shape and was often taken as a trophy by British and American soldiers. Taking trophies was common, but many soldiers liked the Luger better than their issued pistols anyways. The British Webley was also a good gun, but it was no Luger. There were also many models of revolvers from other countries, but no handgun was as prominent as the Luger and the Webley. In terms of rifles, each country usually had several. However, they did each have their main ones. The British had their rifle, number 1 MK3, which, aver which is a version of the Lee Enfield. It was a good gun holding 10 rounds, which was a lot. The American rifle was the Springfield Model 1903, which had a Mauser mechanism like the German guns. It was reliable and accurate, a solid choice. That brings us to the French rifle. The Lebel 1886 is the oldest rifle on this list. It was the first rifle to be made for smokeless powder, which, as someone who is shot with Pyrodex, that's very important. Smokeless stuff still produces some smoke, which means battles fought on the scale of World War I would have been awful if guns had used standard black powder. Soldiers couldn't see, smoke would get in their eyes and lungs, and they would have a bad time, separate from getting shot at, but the Lebel also had a tendency to explode, which made it a bad time anyways. The Russian rifle, on the other hand, was sturdy and reliable. The Mosin Nagant, in 1891 wasn't anything special mechanically, but it worked, and that's all the Russians really ever asked for. And last but not least, the German Gewehr. It wasn't spectacular, but it had solid German manufacturing, which meant that it was good and sturdy. Guns may have had the most firepower of any guns in history, but there were weapons with much more firepower than them. Explosives were used quite often. Grenades were thrown or launched over trenches into enemy lines. Mines were placed by tunnelers between trenches. Flamethrowers were not so much used to kill, but as a fear tact during sieges, which was the most effective way to approach trench warfare. They were first developed by Germany, and the name flamethrower comes from the German word Flammenwerfer, which is very fun to say. Back to guns for a moment, machine guns were typically used in barrages. There were a lot of technological advances in automatic weaponry, especially in Germany, which made machine guns viable options in World War I. According to the International Encyclopedia of the First World War, quote, by 1917, some German formations were reporting that machine guns consumed as much as 90% of their small arms ammunition, unquote. Machine guns were also sometimes used as small artillery. Speaking of artillery, according to the National World War I Museum and Memorial, quote, 60% of the battlefield casualties in World War I were caused by artillery shells exploding, unquote. Shrapnel causes a large portion of these deaths and many more injuries. 
Artillery units ranged from mortars to field guns to howitzers. Some shot explosives, especially mortars, but others shot various projectiles, including gas canisters. There were different types of gas used in the war. Originally, tear gas was the most used, but it wasn't found to be very effective, so other types were created. Pulmonary gases like deadly chlorine and infamous mustard gas became more common. There were also types of gas that could make it through gas masks, which made soldiers susceptible to other types after they took their masks off. The artillery attacks used color-coded canisters for different types of gas. According to the University of Kansas Medical Center, quote, Green Cross shells contained the pulmonary agents, chlorine, phosgene, and diphosgene. White Cross had the tear gases. Blue Cross had the mask breakers, like chloropicrin. Gold or Yellow Cross had mustard gas, unquote. Other technological advances included tanks and airplanes. Tanks were developed during World War I, however, they did have growing pains, so they weren't very effective during the war, but the advances in warfare are still impressive. Planes, on the other hand, were invented shortly before the war in 1903 and advanced very quickly. They were first used for reconnaissance, but engineers soon made specialized planes in other areas that worked quite well for warfare. All in all, a technological boom that occurred just prior and during World War I allowed it to be the most deadly war in history up to then. It was such a turning point that weaponry had variety, both rooted in the past and the future. That's all for today. Thanks for listening.